Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 586 of the Drunk Dashers podcast. I'm your host, as always, I am Tyler. And join me, we have the man, the myth, the legend himself, Sir Colonel Gables. What's up, buddy? <sighs> a lot of things have been up this week. A lot of crazy stuff has happened as well in the gaming sphere. I mean, we had the Game award stuff this past week. We're obviously going to be talking more into oh, this yeah. stuff. But as for Colonel Gables, got off of that five-day long rest I had. Went back to work, did my usual stuff. But uh, did have a chance to at least play a little bit of something. Like, it, I didn't really play too many games this week because I've been so tired from work stuff plus everything else but on, on top of that though it's like i did pick up a quite a few games i mean i was showing tyler this before the start of the podcast though but uh for listeners i'm just gonna go ahead and you know listeners of the podcast i'm gonna go ahead and just say it i'm gonna show for our video watchers on youtube and whichever that tyler decides to upload these like i got like games like octopath traveler 2 and like bayonetta origins like uh for at least 35 bucks a piece over at the local Walmart I got. On top of that, I got my copy of Star Ocean's... Uh, the Star Ocean, the second story, R. I'm basically doing that because of the fact that these type of Switch games are going to be harder to come by. Especially since physical stuff is starting to dwindle down in a lot of major retail stores, it feels like. But now's the time. If you're... For, any, for anybody even remotely, like, uh, wanting to collect for a console, especially when it gets close to the end of its lifespan, the best deals you're going to get is, like, right before the next console gets released or right before, like, it's announced, even. So, going to your local retail stores and stuff and picking up, like, certain games on clearance. I mean, sometimes Walmart will have a hidden clearance sale for different games that have been on their shelves for months. I mean, hell... I've had a couple different deals over the Walmart that I had to where I got in, like, Xenoblade Chronicles the Definitive Edition. I walked in one day, and I saw it was for sale clearance at, like, for $10. I'm like, ooh, okay. First party Nintendo game, $10. Usually 50 Deal. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, on top of that, though, I did end up picking a couple of uh, PS4 games off secondhand. Went to a local pawn shop I used to go to a long while ago. Got monster hunter iceborne and also a copy of hades man both games are fantastic obviously hades excellent game i've wanted hades in physical form for any type of like decent indie games you know that i know i'm going to be playing over and over again i like to get them in physical because i'm the type of gamer to where if i enjoy a single game and i want to play it over and over in different like platforms and stuff i don't care if i rebuy it for another system I mean, hell, I'm a Nintendo fan first and foremost. I mean, I'm so used to rebuying the same game over and over across multiple systems to where it's like, eh, whatever. But other than that, Tyler, I've been feeling pretty good, though. But anyway, how have you been doing, my friend? I'm doing all right, you know. Uh, it's been a been a long week, you know. It's getting that time of year. It's getting busier, stuff like that. So a lot of working, not a lot, not a lot as much free time as I want. So I've been able to do as much gaming as I'd hope, but... uh uh, yeah, got a little bit, you. got a little bit in, um, so I've been enjoying that, I guess. But um, you know, clinging and banging as always. Um, but I've had like a lot of uh, like health issues recently. Not so far, nothing too scary, but I've got a lot of doctor appointments, stuff like that. Um, and uh, what? <laughs> Gables, um, I had to go to the doctor Monday, uh, uh -huh. and um, 
it's about you know Tyler had to go had to have someone put a finger up his uh his two hole. Uh, <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I shouldn't laugh. But no, no. Luck so far. I mean, as far as everything, I, I still got some more to go here, but um, so far. Uh, I feel like we're, we're getting, we're at least finding out answers. There's been a lot of very frustrating doctor visits of uh, being misdiagnosed for something, taking things I didn't yes. even take that then have caused more issues down the line, uh, stuff like that. So it has been fun, but uh, you know, I'm laughing about now. Cause like finally went to this doctor, I kind of, you know, rant, not ranted, but vented a little bit about my frustrations. Like I've always, you know, I've just got the first bill of my first visit. And I've got several more uh, bills coming for other visits that I can't afford to pay for. So that's pretty fucking great. Uh, but anyways, uh, this doctor, uh, I've had some, some other issues going on. Um, and uh, she's like, talk to me. She's like, okay, like, has anybody checked your prostate before? And I'm like, oh, no. And she's like, she's like, well, you're, you know, she's like, how, like, how old are you again? I'm like, I'm 34. I'm like, I did tell him like, uh, you know, there's no history of like colon and stuff like that. But my dad had to have some uh, procedure done um, earlier la- this year, nothing major, just like a thing going like an outpatient thing. I had to get checked on. Uh, I'm like, okay, well we're just gonna, we're gonna have to do that today. Is that okay? I'm like, I'm like, I, at this point do whatever, like you can, if you got to take a fucking sledgehammer to it. I don't even care. Just do what you got to do. <laughs> um, I'll give, I'm going to tell you right now. Yeah. Overblown. Yeah. yeah it's not that bad. It's fine. I mean, it's not yeah. great. It's it's more awkward and uncomfortable than anything. Um, I'd say you know make sure like I didn't have the pleasure of like normally they give you like the stuff you got to drink to completely clear you out the day before yeah. and you like you know what's coming and you know like you know it's kind of like I imagine kind of like a porn star where you want to make sure everything's clean and I'm not saying it was unclean like I had an idea it was gonna happen <laughs> so I took a shower before I went but you know like yeah, I was yeah. but you know but like you didn't like they usually have you like drink this liquid and like clear the whole system out and stuff like that and you got. Um, didn't do any of that so i was like very nervous you know i was uh, a little gun shy there at first but uh, yeah ended up doing all that and uh yeah i'm gonna tell you it was a little overrated so people out there if you're you know you haven't if you like maybe you're getting you're in the mid-30s like uh, we are or you're younger and like, like i'm never gonna do that it's not that bad it's not it's not fun it's just awkward you know i don't know like you know like uh uh but uh yeah it was she just jumped she put it up there luckily used some gel i appreciated that uh and she went up there it was i mean it was it didn't hurt it was uncomfortable wouldn't don't want to do it again, but I'm gonna tell you, so, it was, yeah, it was fine. So was she older or was she around your age? Uh probably a little younger. She's married. So ah, okay. the, the honestly, the most awkward part is that they had to have a second person in the room <laughs> with you when they do it. So she had to grab a random person, like a random doctor, to come in and like stand there with. Why I'm like, I'm like, that was somehow worse than the actual finger at the ass. <laughs> Was <laughs> what's worse is not the thing that happened to you itself, but the fact that someone was watching yeah, you do yeah, it. Yeah, it's like someone else was watching my shame here. It's like I just have another woman standing here watching this this whole thing happen. But I, don't know. I won't lie to you, man. I would feel mostly awkward too if there was like an audience while this being done. It's yeah. like he was trying to train her or some shit. Yeah, no, it wasn't even a training thing. It's just like they had to have somebody else in the room. I'm assuming it's like a like a sexual harassment type of like thing. So yeah, I, that's yeah. my guess. I don't know for Understood. sure, but uh, I get it. You know, uh, probably for the opposite gender. Probably yeah. that. Yeah. That too. So um, yeah, but uh, yeah, it was fine. Makes total sense. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I'm just saying, you know, whatever. Um, moving on <laughs> to something else. You know, this awkward situation here. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's, I feel like it's just my job to tell people it's not that bad. Uh, you know, 
because like, I had a coworker that like had a like he was like you know he's like in his mid forties he had to get it done he yeah. was like going on and on about like he was so worried about it and um, I was giving a bunch of shit you know about it and um, and I feel like maybe this is just karma for me but anyways. Um, the most awkward thing would have been if you would have farted while she was like, yeah that, that, yeah, that was a major concern. I'm not gonna lie to you, Gales. Uh, I purposely didn't eat before I went because of that. Uh, but, um, yeah, okay, okay, yeah, but uh, yeah, he, he was like totally nervous about it. And I'm like, oh, fuck, man, I'm, yeah, I'm like, I'm like, I'm not too far away from that myself. And then, like, literally weeks later, I have to have it done, and I was like, oh, okay, uh, but anyways. <laughs> this is actually a video game podcast where Gables and I get together every week and talk about video games and everything we love about them. If you, for whatever reason, are still listening, uh, first off, what the fuck's wrong with you? Second off, thank you, I guess. Uh, <laughs> if you like all this, please like, follow, subscribe. We're we're on every social platform. We are on um, every po- podcast service out there. Please just look for us, Drunk Dash or Drunk Nerd Podcast. We're on YouTube as well, Twitch, all that. There's links in the in the description down below for all those places. Uh, please, like I said, hit the hit the five stars. Leave a comment. Hit the subscribes, the follows, whatever you can do. Share is probably the best thing you can do for us. Uh, Gables and I are just two guys that like just get together every week. I have a couple beers while we do it, and we put we like to talk about with, you know video games, anything we love about them. So uh, yeah, we don't get paid for this; we pay to do this, uh, but we enjoy doing it. And uh, yeah, anyways, Gables. Without further ado, yeah. it's been a big week in gaming. Um, so I don't know if we're gonna like we're probably not gonna do what we've been playing this week, but quite frankly, we haven't been playing much. Um, I've just been playing the fuck out of Fortnite. So if you want, I could we can talk about Fortnite later if, if we if we have time, but I probably won't. But um, yeah, we had the Game Awards, Gables, and um, yes. Before we get into, um, you know, like everything, what was your overall thoughts on the Game Awards themselves? It was relatively positive. I mean, it wasn't anything like entirely negative. I mean, I really didn't come into many expectations because I already had a set. I already had a set level anyway coming into the show because I already figured who was going to win. already figured what, like, if there's going to be some sort of, like, show and stuff. I know I wasn't going to rely on anything Nintendo-related because Nintendo doesn't usually do a lot of announcements or these type of shows. So I really came in with low expectations, and I actually was rather impressed that not only did I like portions of the show, but, yeah, there was a lot of announcements that I really did like yeah. coming out of this. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I think this was his best overall show for announcements uh, yes. and pacing. Like, there's always going to be lulls. You've got the commercials, and yeah, we could complain about them, but it's also one of those things, like I always say, and he said himself, this doesn't happen without those ads. So, yep. you know, if, if I had to sit through 20 minutes of ads for a three and a half hour show, that wouldn't otherwise happen, then that's fine. Um, so I think overall, the big, like in the pacing, like I said, was way, way better because that's been like, yes. you know, he's even said himself is like, Sometimes they front load the show with like a lot of big, like they try to put like the announcements, a lot of the announcements at the beginning of the show and then try to make, you know, and then it's like a lot of like a lot of lulls, a lot of the ads are in the back end or try to like pace it better throughout. Uh, and then maybe like sometimes he's had like some, some years he's like the first like 45 minutes is just like, oh my God, crazy announcement, crazy announcement. And then like the rest of it is just like a lot of like smaller stuff and like stuff that's just not as big or doesn't connect for a lot of people. Uh, so it's like the, even the big stuff is just too front loaded. He did a great job, I think, of you know pacing everything out as far as big announcements, ads, uh, stuff like that. My biggest complaint, and I think it's a complaint for a lot of people, is um, look, I get it. Like there are the you know we have the Golden Joysticks, we have Dice Awards. Very few people actually watch those, um, you know. But I understand. Like we watch this because and people watch this. It, it, as big as it is, is because of 
the the announcements that come out of it. But yep. this is an award show. And yeah, that's true too. The, the fact that there was only 12 minutes of actual time dedicated to the actual award part of the show. Uh, not like Jeff Keighley on the, on the top of the stage going through like a bunch at a time, but like on the stage itself were spent on the actual award show part of it is just awful. Oh, yeah. And the, like when uh, Baldur's Gate three, one, one game of the year, spoiler for that. If you have, if you, you're waiting for us to tell you later, um, he, you know, like literally the CEO of the company is talking about how one of their key and people died um, earlier this year or just a few weeks ago. And while he's telling that the wrap it up sign is blinking at him. Uh, I'm like, it's the fucking game of the year and you're giving him 45 seconds to do a speech. It's like, this is the end of the show. Just let him fucking go. Uh, but just like, like literally people like you. And plus when you have people like you have a lot of people that don't speak English and then we have to have a translator. And it's like, they're like, you, you, they have like a time to like say one thing and then this person translate it and it's like, gotta go. Uh, there was another one where, uh, two people were going up there to talk and the, like one guy talked and the, the lady went over to go talk and they just play her the music over her. She couldn't even say anything. It's like, what the <laughs> yeah, fuck? Like That was just ridiculous this, at that point. This show is three hours and 37 minutes long. Would an extra 15 minutes on speeches like or just you know time dedicated to that, would that have killed anybody? Like, I get it. Like, there's been a lot of complaints in the past of like the show being long. The shows are like... If the, like I'm not saying I want the show to be six hours, but if the show goes four hours, but you have the goods there to make it four hours, then that's fine. Like we're people aren't going to leave because of like we're this is like part of it. And like he always talks about this is a celebration of games. And it's like we did nothing to like there was no celebration celebrating of games like other than like a game a game game commercials. That was the celebration. And it's like that's fine. Like I like like I said I'm like that's what we're here for. Like if we as fans actually care like really wanted like the full like everything there's the, there's the joysticks there's dice and there's other award shows that we can watch but this is the big one this is the one that gets the most you know that like this is the one that has a lot of the main people that go to it this is the one where like this is the one where people can like put out there like like hey this one at the video game awards this one at the game awards like this is the one they can they can post this is the one that actually stands out to consumers as well and it's like let them spend fucking three minutes Talking about, hey, like... Thou- I do agree with the whole Game of the Year yeah. stuff. It should have been presented. They should have been able to speak longer than what this should have been. Yeah. I mean, that there's no question in that. Yeah. As far as, like, the other award, like, the people that won the awards and stuff, I mean, yeah, having more than, like, say, like, 45 seconds to do a speech, I mean, that should have been a gimme. Yeah. Obviously, maybe at max, maybe, like, two minutes. Well, especially, and we'll get into it, especially as, like, we have celebrities on this, on the stage. We have Anthony Mackie, which I like Anthony Mackie. All right. I like him in, in Marvel. I liked him in Twisted Metal. He was very entertaining in that. Uh-huh. I don't need four minutes of Anthony Mackie doing a lame-ass stand-up. Uh, I'm fine with him being there. It makes sense why he's there. He's he's in a Twisted Metal show, and he's about to, he's there to present Best ad- Adaptation, I believe. Um, like So I get and also to announce season two of Twisted Metal. I get it. I, it makes sense he's there. I don't have a problem with, with like celebrities being there, for especially when they make sense to what we're telling that they're a part of the, the gaming itself, but to have them come out, the presenters literally spent more time talking than the award winners. Yeah. That's not good. No. And like, that's not good. It should have been the reverse. Yeah. And I, people, I heard people saying that like, maybe they were scared about them saying something about like uh, the job layoffs. And I'm just like, 
these are the people that are like no. are the ones laying the people off. <laughs> like we're not we don't have to worry about them saying something. Most of these people like or they were like maybe not the people making the decisions, but they're the ones that ultimately have to lay the people off. But it's like also like I don't know, it's a celebration of games and the in the in the year of gaming. It's like I feel like I get like Jeff Keeley's got to play a bit of politics here as far as like he can't say anything too much because then it'll piss off the people that give him the 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 trailers that bring people to the show. But like I don't know. Bring up the fact that over six thousand people in games development have lost their jobs. On top of games journalism, that we know of, six thousand people are out of jobs this year. And this is supposed to be the best year of gaming of all time. This is the best year in gaming as far as revenue goes. And we have some of the big, like the mass, mass, most massive layoffs we've ever had in the industry. It's very sad. Like I don't know. I'm not saying like I need a five minute speech about it, but you know, twenty seconds. That's all I'm asking. Um, but I, overall, though, Gables, yes, I was very like get the negative out of the way. Overall, very entertained. Like I said, this is some of the like some of the best announcements ever out of this. Well, without further ado, though, let's 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 get into some of the uh, some of the All announcements right. we got here. Uh, shoot, give me one second here. I'm doing the timestamp. All right, starting off here. So we have the uh, opening act. This like basically don't want to call it the pre-show, but it's the pre-show. Um, Start off here. We'll, some of these we'll skim through. Uh, you know, some of these we, we can, we'll, we'll spend a few seconds on. Some we'll obviously we'll talk more about. Uh, Brothers: The Tale of Two Sons. This did leak, and this actually I want to say real fast. I'm surprised almost nothing leaked. Uh, a few things yeah. like we had Last of Us Part Two that leaked. Obviously, a couple weeks ago, the Brothers: The Tale of Two Sons did leak. Uh, not the trailer, but the fact it was going to be announced at the Game Awards leaked. Uh, this is a remake in the Unreal Five engine. Um, this is coming on February twenty eighth, twenty twenty four. Uh, looks absolutely gorgeous. I have not, I own this on multiple platforms and I've, I've only played it the first like 30 minutes of it. Um, yeah, same here. Yeah. Uh, and like, I think when it first came out, like 2013, I don't think I was, don't know if I would appreciate it as much. I am, I've been always wanting to go back. I really, especially since like, um, not, it takes two, but a way out when that came out. And it's like, I think overall, oh, yeah. like I, like the, the games I enjoy, um, now is much different than what we were 10 years ago when we started this podcast. Uh, but yeah, I'm, totally up for i'll probably just buy this for wait for this version to come out at this point uh the only downside literally comes out the day before uh final fantasy 7 so uh, but yeah this is this is a pretty short game but uh yeah i this looks looks gorgeous and yeah like i said i'm gonna wait for it. what about you gables you know what it's fine i mean i'm not too surprised there's a remaster of it but because of the success of uh the past couple of games and stuff that's a good point yeah that uh, having a remaster of this makes the most sense. Yeah. Because not a lot of gamers, even like that, are even like 18 now, probably don't have never even tried playing. Yeah. Yeah. Like to, you know, the brothers. Yeah. Like, yeah. Especially like, you know, you're a teenager and that, that game came out. Maybe now you're in your mid 20s or something like that. You can appreciate that game more. Especially yeah. now, it's a good point, though. It's, you can put Joseph Ferris's like name uh, on the trailer. People know what that means. You could say it, yep. the, the, the guy from It Takes Two, and it's like, that's gonna. It's that game's probably gonna be more successful now than what it was when it initially launched. So, um, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah. Uh, next up here we had uh, Inscription. This uh, the the creator of Inscription, Daniel Moles. Next game, uh, Pony Island Two, Pan and Circus. Um, I've never. I've not played any of his games before. I have complete. You know, um, I respect what he does. This game looks batshit crazy. Um, what have I seen though of like stuff? I it's just it's not for me. But um. A lot of people out there are incredibly excited for this one. What about you, Gables? For that one, you know, I really wasn't digging them all too much. I mean, it's like what you said, though. It's a little bit crazy. Not really much up in my tea. Like, not my cup of tea, really. Didn't really try Inscription when that one came out, even though that's a cool concept yeah. in terms of that. 
that initial type of board game sort of that type of stuff but uh yeah it just didn't do it yeah for me. yeah I'm, I'm i'm like i'm excited to see people's like reaction to it but it's like yeah. when it comes out but um I, I should probably check out inscription though like i think it's on like one ps playstation plus or game pass now so um at least one of the two yeah i know it's i know it was on game pass but i think it's over on playstation now but uh next up here usual june this is a, a narrative narrative like action game so it's kind of almost like a detective game but you are uh also it's like a third person like adventure combat game uh so um gables uh this is what i would call my shit <laughs> so i'm i'm yeah. pretty pumped pretty pumped for this one this is definitely a me game what about you <laughs> well honestly it didn't really it didn't really like a hit with me yeah. too much you know because i like i like like i do like a good variety of games but at the same point you know it's Sometimes the more like weirder ones or some of the more obscure ones don't really hit well with me. Yeah, that's fair. But yeah, yeah. Um, next up here we had a harmony. I can't har harmon harmonium the musical. Uh, I believe this is the one where the uh, girl that is deaf, and she wants to uh, um, like she like plays the drums stuff like that. It's like she almost like gets sucked into like almost like an Alice in Wonderland situation. And like she like it's actual like she's like singing. It's almost like very much like a Disney musical, uh, but for, like she's deaf and she's like singing and playing instruments and stuff like that. Um, don't know if this would be a game I'll play, but uh, I, I want to see some more of this because uh, I'm, I'm curious. Like, what is the game itself? Uh, I will say this has the potential to be what I would call would call my shit. <laughs> but it's definitely I want to like what is like is this like all like is this like a rhythm game? Is this like an action game? Like is it like uh, cause I G Gables, as you know, I can't do rhythm. Uh, you've seen me play, uh, rhythm <laughs> games and it does not go well. Are you just trying to do anything in rhythm? It does not go great oh, yeah. for anybody. Like a Mario wonder. Yeah. Fuck, yeah. I know. I couldn't do the goddamn it, Gables I laughed at me. Like, and you freaking kept on jumping took me like beat. five minutes to do like a 20 second section. Cause I couldn't <laughs> literally couldn't do a fucking a jump to a beat. Um, yeah. So, uh, this, like I said, this is, uh, we're going to put this on Tyler's my shit alert. But uh, okay. we're we're gonna wait to wait to judge later. What about you? I'll be honest with you. This is gonna be, this is gonna be one of those games and stuff where I probably just do a hard pass on them because, you know, it's it's not directly to me. Yeah. It's not. It's basically. It feels like it's more aimed towards like, uh, say, more of like like a kid friendly or type of like audience and stuff that may have maybe deaf or maybe like have certain disabilities or yeah. something like that that they will probably enjoy playing a game with a character that they can more relate relate to not saying this game's gonna be bad or anything though but for me personally i'm less likely to go forth and try out this game because it doesn't really hit a lot of the criteria that i would you know want to play in a game yeah no that's fair uh next up here this is the uh, dead cell dead cells devs next game Windblown uh, is like a looks like it's like a three player roguelike kind of like a, a top down uh, game roguelike game. Uh, looks I thought the animations look really gorgeous. Like you have like a it's like a lizard, like almost like a bat looking dude. And I can't remember what the other creature was. Um, but Axolotl. Yeah, never heard of that before. Uh, but uh, it looks it's like incredibly like gory as well. Like a lot of blood, but like people like the uh, players getting like cut in half. But looks great. Um, I never played Dead Cells. I am not a roguelike person. Uh, I respect my own time, unlike roguelikes. So this is uh, maybe not like. There's been a few I've gotten into, like Hades. I got into for quite a bit. 
Uh, oh, yeah. But, um, there's always the exception to the rule. There's always exceptions, yes. <laughs> Could this be an exception? Maybe. Uh, but I love the way it looks. I love the art style of it. Like, that's definitely a... Um, like, I'm going to put this on, like, the lower tier, possibly my shit alert gables. Because you know me, I'm a sucker for uh, a great art design. So, um, and, you know, this, you know, the, the gameplay looks great. It looks fun. It's fast. And also, possibly, uh, you know, three, three-person co-op as well on top of it. Uh, that could be fun playing a roguelike with your friend. Uh, but, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't think they had a year, though. But looked great. So, well, you? that's the thing, though. In the Steam Early Access stuff is in 2024. Oh, that is right. They said Early they Access. They didn't. Yeah announce anything in terms of an actual release date but we know that there's going to be open beta in 2024 as for the game itself this looks awesome this looks like something i would sit down and play quite a bit even with like the whole different aspects of the teamwork type of stuff it's basically 3d dead cells that's what it kind of feels like to me to some extent yeah so yeah i'd love to give this one a try so can we put this on the gables my shit well, this will be the first one where I would say, yeah, this is my shit, right. so I'll put this on my list. Possibly next up on Gable's My Shit. Um, we got a, like, my shit, like, list? My shit shelf? <laughs> I'm about to figure something out for that. We're about to put a gimmick on this one. Uh, anyways, Thumper's next game, Thrasher, uh, another uh, rhythm-based game. Um, I'm not Gable's, once again, my weakness, rhythm. Uh, but I love the way it looks, Thrasher. Uh, looks fucking gorgeous. Uh, this will not be like even like as much as I would want to play this game, just not gonna happen for me, <laughs> not at all. What about you? Honestly, this is probably gonna be one of the ones I don't try out either, only because it's like I do like my music rhythm games, but at the same thing, I didn't really give Thumper really a try either, okay. only yeah. because there are some music rhythm games that kind of make me sort of like motion sick, <laughs> like yeah. motion sick, like say Guitar Hero used to make me motion sick. Because if I stare at the screen for a while with the, the notes coming at me and stuff, I barely play for like about 20 minutes and stuff. And all of a sudden, like everything in the room started like jumping up and I felt like I was getting sick. So for something like that, the visuals kind of like, uh, kind of feel like kind of weird to me. So no. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I wonder if like, there's been some questions of possibly this will be in VR, which I can see because uh, uh, Thra- uh, Thumper was hugely successful. In VR, that was like one of the big oh, uh, like, yeah, yeah, PSVR absolutely. launch games as well. Um, so next up here we have um, this being a quick one here. Um, Dredge is now collabing with Dave the Diver. There will be some Dredge attachment there. Huh. Two big indie, well, one a big indie game working <laughs> with a uh, major develop uh, with uh, Nexon. Uh, so that's pretty cool. Little cla- collaboration for both of them. So uh, yeah, really cool. I, that's coming next week. So that's pretty awesome. Um, Gables. Yeah. Maybe one of the biggest surprises, uh, secretly on the opening act, a sequel to a game from 15 years ago, exclusively on the Wii shop, World of Goo 2 was announced. Uh, I don't think there was a, a, I think they said, I think it's next year, possibly, I can't, I can't remember if they said there's a, 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 a release window at all. But uh, yeah, 2008 uh, indie classic, I don't know, classics a little much there, but World of Goo, um, yeah, uh, 2D Boy and Tomorrow Corporation. There are two, two. They're like that was original people that worked on it, but they broke off into their own things and they're coming back together to make this. I guess I didn't realize this, but World of Goo was like ported over to like Netflix. Um, it was also ported on the Steam as well. Oh, okay, all right, it makes sense. Uh, but yeah, like I just remember like the only thing I remember about this game was the fact it was like a big deal because it was like one of the few like Wii Shop exclusive games. 
There was this yeah. and another big one. That was like a, it was like a Lost Winds. Was that the two D one? The... Let's see. That was oh god, Lost Winds was another one of that. But like the two D ones, I think you're referring to. There's like the Konami ones that were like two D, like like uh, Contra Rebirth. No, was it Contra? No, it, no, it, it was it, Castlevania Rebirth. No, no, okay. This is no, Lost Winds is not the game I'm thinking of. I remember there was okay. another one that was like kind of had some had like pretty good buzz that was on there that was exclusive but very weird maybe like the biggest comeback <laughs> uh we've seen uh but i don't know gable like i never played this game uh but oh yeah i mean how how, how i'm assuming gable's the uh, nintendo wii shop exclusive this has gable shit written all over it dude this is one of the few WiiWare games i actually got on that service i only had a handful like uh, i forgot to call it a Wii the goo World of Goo was uh, one of those games where it was a. Back then, when it reviewed, it reviewed highly well. I mean, it got like late eights, like nines, and stuff across the board. It's an excellent puzzle game. It's one of those type of things where you have the little the little goo balls and stuff like that. You have to connect together in order to try to solve different puzzles. Like sometimes you'll have to make a bridge or something with little guys or something like that. Or sometimes you'll have to like uh, go up to a higher level and stuff. I've played that game. I actually did play that game for quite a bit and stuff. I never beat it, but I loved, I loved the creativity of the the level designs and stuff for each stage. It didn't really feel too samey as the result, but uh, yeah, man, I was definitely shocked to see a sequel to World of Goo. I'm like, is this is really what I think this is? Like. Holy crap, this is something I yeah. haven't seen in quite a long time. So yeah, I was definitely happy to see World of Goo 2. I mean, that just shocked me out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah. Definitely a, yeah, definitely a big surprise there. Uh, next up, though, another Gable, uh, game for Gables here. Uh, Metaphor, uh, Refentanzio. Um, yeah. This is the people that from uh, behind the Persona games. Um, not a me game. I will say, every time I look at Persona or any like their style, I love everything about it. And then I'm like, then my self-respect kicks in. And I'm like, this goes against everything that I stand for. Um, <laughs> like the only other thing, if they put Sonic in this game, it's like the ultimate, like, well, fuck you to Tyler. Um, but um, I, I guess yeah. Yeah, they, make, they could do it, I guess. I guess Sonic and the Dark Brotherhood was probably one of those games. Is the one where he goes back the, in time with, for the, DS. with the Knights? Oh, okay. Um, anyways, uh yeah, this game looks fantastic. It'll be a thing I never play because it's gonna be like 137 hours to just beat the main campaign. But Gables, I, if there's anybody that will spend 137 hours on this game, it would be you, and well, oh, and absolutely. million other people. But how 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 are you feeling about this so far? This looks fantastic. I mean, granted, I understand who's who the people are gonna go forth and create it because they made it especially obvious. Like, oh, hey, these are the people that were the originators, the creators of Super Persona like yeah three four and five is yeah they're gonna be working on this stuff the game looks crazy i will say it does definitely does have that similar art style to their other works the gameplay obviously looks a bit fascinating too i do like the ideas of what they're presenting here and i can't wait to see more gameplay of this i mean we saw quite a bit in terms of like teasing of like story elements, in terms of teasing like what it's gonna look like, because it looks it looks freaking beautiful, and quite honestly, this is like their first major game that they've created solely for like say a, a game of this scale on the PS5 and the Xbox Series consoles and stuff, as well as like you know 
yeah, for those consoles and stuff. So they're going to be doubling more in terms of like visual fidelity stuff as opposed to like what they've done previously for their past work stuff. So I'm more interested in seeing how that's going to come out, you know, come to as well. But uh, it looked really good. I thought it did look really good. It's got a lot of potential. Yeah. I think you're right, though. It's funny, though. Like they put like people that made Persona 3 for like, and like you just look at the game like, no, we know. We like this. Has, this is <laughs> looks just like a Persona game. I'm not yeah, saying absolutely. that in an insulting way, but like the, the art design, it's like when you could like, it's like I don't need Kojima to tell me Kojima made a game. It's like I can just look at it for like five seconds. I'm like okay, this is a Kojima game. Uh, but anyways, moving on here. Uh, we had the highest man in the state of California come out next, Matthew McConaughey. Um, yeah. to go pew pew pew. He's just like I just felt like driving, and here I am at the Game Awards to show you this game I've been making called Exodus with with the X Bioware devs. I don't know if that's a good accent or not, but anyways, um, <laughs> yeah. So this was a they showed a trailer for Exodus. It was mostly like a CGI trailer. Then there was like ten seconds of gameplay at the end. Definitely from the little bit of gameplay we got, looked like a Mass Effect game. Which later on we did learn that this is like former Bioware devs and like one of the head writers of the Mass Effect trilogy. Sense. Uh, is writing this. What's funny though, we had this whole long trailer with a bunch of voice acting. None of them were Matthew McConaughey's, <laughs> so <laughs> that, that was really funny. Uh, I don't know. Like, it's a game I will definitely pay Dutch to, but it's like, man, it's like, um, like the CG. Like, I, Mike, I've always complained. Like, I'm fine with CGI trailers when it's like established IPs and stuff like that. Or, like, we know what it is, um, or it's like a sequel or stuff like that. But like, like this are like. Or like yeah, like you have a big idea why you do it. Like oh, we have Matthew McConaughey behind that, but it's like, but then you don't even have his fucking voice in the goddamn thing. Uh, then we got ten seconds of gameplay, so I don't know. Like, I it's on my radar, obviously, because I'm a sucker for you say former head people at Ma- uh, Bioware. I yeah, I'm gonna pay attention to this game, but it's definitely one of those things where it's like I'm gonna kind of look at a side eye until uh, we get close, until we see some more of it. I'm more on the cough, cautiously optimistic side because. The premise sounds interesting, but at the same point, I mean, it's so early on to where I'm waiting upon gameplay elements. I'm waiting upon different aspects of it to see what it differentiates between itself and also, like, say, Mass Effect because of how many people that is working on this game that have previously worked on that series and stuff. So, yeah, it's definitely kind of a wait-and-see approach with me. Yeah, I'm assuming this thing is probably years away, too. So Yeah. Um, next up, Gables, the ultimate cock tease. Uh, God of War Ragnarok. Uh, we have Valhalla revealed. Uh, they kind of tease us, but it's like, oh, like that was the original God of War music, and then it's like we see a Kratos on a boat, and I'm like, oh my god, it's the DLC. Uh, and then th- technically it's DLC, but it is a roguelike called Valhalla uh, that comes out shockingly on the twelfth, so just a few days away from as of recording this. Um, but like I talk about, I'm not a roguelike person. Will I probably check this out? Yeah, because yeah. uh, I love God of War Ragnarok, <laughs> and I'm a, I'm a weak man. I, I, I don't stand for – I have morals. I just don't stand for them. Uh, but <laughs> that's like the dumbest uh, thing I've ever said. Well, that's a terrible thing to say. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I have morals, but I will easily crumble and, and not follow them. Uh, but <laughs> anyways, uh, I don't know. It, like, yeah, like I'm at this, like, I, it sounds like there might be some story content into this as well. Uh, who knows how it's going to work out, but uh, I might just probably end up just watching a YouTube video on it, but uh, I might dabble and get pissed off after like 20 minutes and watch a YouTube video to fill me in and like the things I, I missed. Uh, but it's cool. Like we see some actual character, like enemies from the original trilogy um, in this as well. So that's pretty cool. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't know. Like, yeah. What about you, Gables? They did recommend that you have to beat the game before 
you don't have to beat the game. They recommend you beat the game before you play this. So Yeah, that makes a lot of sense with me. I was really surprised that there was God of War Ragnarok DLC there. I mean, hell, I mean, with how popular the game was and stuff, I really wasn't thinking they would go the DLC route for, like, Ragnarok, because I thought, like, a lot of things probably tied in, like, tied up yeah. much close to the end of that game, I would assume. Yeah. But, uh... Yeah, I'm excited about it. Yeah. I mean, I'll definitely play it down the line once I do finish Ragnarok. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I just hope that, like, there's been the rumors that there was more content coming and it was possibly a DLC. And I do hope that, like, hey, I'm happy for the, if you're happy for this, like, I'm, I'm not trying to yuck your muck here. Uh, for me, personally, I, like, I've always said, like, I feel like the Miles Morales stuff that we've gotten, we've been seeing that more from, like, Ubisoft does it. And we've seen it a lot from like you know we've not we've seen it with like uh you know, with PlayStation well we've seen it with like Miles Morales the Uncharted Lost Legacy stuff like that it's like man it's like this like I think this could be like the future of like games as games get longer to develop we can like break off like hey like we can reuse a lot of assets here and tell you something different with these yeah. a lot of these assets make make it something smaller and also make it really really well like we like we've seen with like the Uncharted and uh, Miles Morales stuff like that so uh, I do hope the God. Um, and there's there's obviously an appetite for those things. So and I would definitely that'd be a day one buy if they do something like that. So next up here, Untitled Goose Games next game. Uh House House is the name of that that studio, by the way. Big Walk. Um with maybe the weirdest trailer of the night. Uh it's like three like little circle things is, is like the body, but then it's like almost like they're in like an actual like real world. Like I can't like they're like really small. I can't tell. Yeah, well, I don't know what the fuck this game is, but I'm in. I don't know what it is. I don't know what's going on, but I'm. I, this is my shit. I'm already in. Dude, this actually looks pretty funny. And it's just the fact that you're just these little blobs that are, like, exploring everything and stuff. You don't know anything and stuff, but you're, you're just stupidly happy just going through and exploring things. Oh, man, when they fall down that pit and stuff like that, and they discover more of their, like, kind or something. And yeah. Like, woo, woo. Like, the voices, okay. yeah. It looks great. Like, um, I mean, it's the, it's the follow-up to our 2019 game of the year, so... Uh, yep. Yeah, I'm in. Uh, next up here, Prince of Persia: Lost Crown. We got another trailer for that one, but the big thing is they did announce that there is a demo that you can play on January on January 11th. Uh, so one week before the game comes out. So pretty cool. Uh, yeah, okay. Yeah, I don't. Th- this is definitely not a me game, but um, I'll probably check out the demo at the very least because well, it's free. So what about you, Gables? I'll definitely check out the demo. As far as buying the game. Uh, it's not really in the cards right at this moment in time, but yet I want to try out this game just to see how my interest would be gauged in it. So yeah. Uh, next up here, Ninja Theory, baby. We got a, a, a trailer here for Hellblade: Senua's Saga. Um, my God, I cannot. Oh man, my nipples were so hard during this part here. Cables, I was so excited. We got that badass fucking. They they actually played a song from the game. Then we got a trailer for this. The whole part was awesome. Up until the very end, where we just got a, a release date of 2024. But I think the gameplay <laughs> looks fantastic. Um, gorgeous. This is, this is the game I bought it. I upgraded from an S to an X4. Is because yep, of this fucking absolutely. game. This game is a, is a phenomenal game. Well, the first game is phenomenal. But it was also, it was gorgeous when it came out uh, in 2017. I replayed it on, an, on my S last year. And it was gorgeous on my S and for a game from 2017 on a new generation. Uh, so I cannot wait to play this game uh, on on in 2024. Uh, I mean, obviously, take your time with it. You know, I want this game to be as good as possible. When it comes out. Uh, I was thinking, you know, this game was originally was like re, um, uh, rated uh, in Australia just last week or a couple weeks ago. 
so I felt pretty confident this game was like imminent, like you know, like bef- like before May. I was thinking like March, April ish for this release date, uh, for a release window. Um, now I'm thinking uh, if they're only putting 2024 out, unless they're doing another like uh, director developer direct thing, uh, like they did in February. I think they did last January or February. Um, I feel like this game is probably going to be a summer to fall game now. But this game looks goddamn awesome. I cannot wait to fucking... This is... Uh, 2024 Gables went from... I don't know what's coming out next year to like... This might be a really great year. So, uh, how are you feeling, Gables? I really loved what I saw. Absolutely. Maybe want to play the original game as soon as I finished watching it. But... Uh... Yeah, man. I mean, I really loved what I saw. I really loved the combat for it. If I had to take a guess of when it'll release in 2024, I mean, it has to be somewhere inside the probably the summer months. Maybe an August release yeah. date. Maybe That's when the first one came out, so yeah. Yeah. Yeah, maybe like in early September. Who, who knows? But uh, it definitely is one of the reasons why I did invest in an Xbox Series X. It definitely was one of the reasons why that... Uh, that I've had it on my like whole like fantasy critic things or at least their last couple of years yeah. running and stuff is yeah. because I know this is gonna be a freaking good game. Yeah, but so good. at the same point, man, it's it's cool. It's cool that uh, this you know sinuous sacrifice and stuff. That game when that originally released, it got a lot of praise, a lot of accolades and stuff because of how different this game was in comparison of other tough style of action games before it. And now here we're looking at the sequel, and there's even more elaborations upon like how, how like Senua, you know, battles with herself as she's battling against other people and like other tribes, other monsters and stuff, and seeing like the art history inside of like her, like her inner, inner battles with herself, almost kind of like evolve into like all these different like epic battles mm-hmm. against like monsters and all this other shit. You know, it's it's really fascinating to see, but it also is going to be like really kind of like stressful too oh yeah especially if you're playing the game on with headphones oh yeah you have to it's like i think it's legally required to play this game with headphones so yeah uh definitely play that oh my god game of the year right there um next up here kimura uh this is the uh i can't remember her name but the lady that she was uh i think it was 2018 she's at the game awards and she was just like this internet everybody loved her uh, oh, yeah. very excited for when she revealed Ghostwire. What? <laughs> the happy lady yeah. stuff for Ghostwire Tokyo. Yep, yep. And like she like left shortly after uh that happened and she started her own studio. Uh this is she has no she has no partnership deal in place. Like basically this seemed like it was like an advertisement to hey, give me money. Uh which hey, good for her. Um and like this is only like it was like a forty second teaser trailer. But kind of look at the teaser trailer. It looked like she like left Tango GameWorks to make a better Ghostwire Tokyo. So that's what it looks like to me. Which, hey, <laughs> I'm down for it because Ghostwire Tokyo not a bad game, but it's it's a seven. It's, I mean, it was, there definitely could have been improvements with the game. Yeah, you know. So and she was the creative director of that game. So I'm I'm excited to see what she does with it. Uh, next up here, uh, the Ori team, Moon Studios, uh, reveal their next game, No Rest for the Wicked. Uh, it was a like a hack and slash game. I don't know, like a top down hack and slash game. I don't know. It, 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 like I, I think it's probably game is probably gonna be really good. Uh, but other than the fact, if it wasn't for the fact that Moon Studios was making this, uh, I don't think I would even remember this trailer. What about you? 
Yeah, I'm, I'm in the same park, though, but I'm just waiting to see more in terms of the game itself before I really decide upon whether I like it or not. Yeah, yeah. Um, next up, uh, Sega. Uh, with, like, it was very weird. Like, I was, like, half paying attention because I thought, like, they like were, like, going to commercials. So I'm like, okay. So I kind of like pulled my phone. I was kind of scrolling through Twitter, and then, uh, like I heard like the I heard the the Sonic rings. I'm like, uh, I thought I'm like, oh, that new Sonic game just came out on, on mobile, so maybe that's what they're doing here. And then all of a sudden, you start seeing the crazy taxi lights play. You start seeing the Streets of Rage gloves. You start you know you start seeing all shit. And all of a sudden, boom, uh, we get five big games announced from from Sega. We got some little bit of gameplay for each of them. We turn uh, we got we got uh, Jet Set Radio, which that leaked a while ago. Uh, when the when the Persona Three remake leaked, this leaked as well. Right. Um, there's absolutely. actually there's like trailers, stuff. So probably about a year ago. Um, we got Shinobi, Golden Axe, Streets of Rage, Crazy Taxi as well. <laughs> Excuse me. So we've known about the Crazy Taxi as like that was one of the super games that they were making. And it was a very confusing trailer because it made it seem like all of these are like in a bit game together. So like I think a lot of people mind was like, how is this gonna be? Like is this gonna be like, um like a hub you go to like all these, like all these games like together in one big game. Like, is this a super game? Yeah. And then apparently it's, it's going to be five super games. Uh, they did say there's more as well. Uh, but I mean, look at it. Like it's, uh, I believe the Jesuit radio is a remake. Shinobi. I don't know if I'm going to like that game, but that art style fucking ruled. I thought that just like the four seconds we saw gameplay that was, that was the, to me that stood out completely. Uh, Golden Axe looked just, Mediocre as fuck. Uh, Streets of Rage. I love Streets of Rage. One of my all-time favorite uh, franchises, Gables. Um, it it didn't do a lot for me in that little bit we've seen. Uh, initially, I was right. like pumped, but I would say the more... I, I went back and I watched the trailer a few times to see, like, I wanted to see it again. And I was like, the more I've seen of it, the less I was kind of liking it. And the Crazy Taxi, I'm not a Crazy Taxi guy, so I'm not, I will withhold judgment on that one. Uh, but Gables, I know a lot of these are definitely on your uh, my shit list here. Uh, that doesn't work either because that sounds bad when you say shit list. Um, we're gonna. I'm gonna figure. I'll Gables. I will figure out a gimmick before the year's over. Uh, how, how this my shit thing will work. Uh, well, let's just say yeah, this is on. This is definitely on my list to be sure. And just the concept of it, because when I was watching, I'm like, okay, you know, I have two friends and stuff like that. I had thought I had saw a glimpse of a Sega cabinet at the far end, but I wasn't really too sure of myself. <laughs> so I continued watching on the commercial and then having that whole where the power goes off and stuff and you just hear the whole Sega mm-hmm. it's like when you the, the go into like the freaking arcade cabinet then as soon as I saw the reflection upon the guy's eyes like wait a minute is that a Shinobi game? <laughs> then all of a sudden it's like just an onslaught of like what was it five to seven like different games five. from like Sega yeah. like five like five classic Sega Gen- not those just five classic Sega Games. games in general back to back to back because here's the thing going into this i already knew i mean i already knew that sega wanted to try to elevate a lot of their ips and stuff to try to potentially create their super game that they're going to be having before the end of like say 2027 or 2028 something like something that, of that yeah. sort. Yeah. but i'll tell you what Back to back to back. Just the idea that they're going back to create a, you know, to going back to the board with Jet Set Radio and then with Golden Axe, with Streets of Rage for Shinobi and then Crazy Taxi. It was overwhelming because for somebody that has loved a lot of these franchises for 
years now. I mean, this was this was exactly what major like Sega fans have been wanting for a long ass time, and you can thank a lot of that because the success of what the Yakuza series, the Sonic series, like uh, or like some things like Persona. Yeah, you gotta get Sonic credit too. No, I don't. What happens? Because a lot of their fans spend a lot of money, and this is how what the because they're bad people and they don't know what they want. That's I'll say. But yeah, the success of the major like Sega franchises and stuff is what has led to them putting all these different ideas in a basket, right? And so you know, with that initial like live service game that initially flopped for them, but they spent so much money on, you know, yeah, uh, hyenas with hyenas spent a hundred million dollars on the cancel it, yeah. I know they cancel that, and all of a sudden they just go and just introduce like the classic IPs and stuff. Absolutely, I think this is awesome. I very much like the Shinobi game the most out of all of this because it felt like to me, even though out of all the early development stuff that we saw for gameplay, this one feels like it has like a creative vision behind it. It's not like some sort of remaster. Like Jet Set Radio and Crazy Taxi, they look like remasters to me. In their early remakes. stages. Yeah, remakes, remasters. But uh, I mm. I have played through a couple of different Shinobi games. I haven't beaten the original, but I have beaten Shinobi 3. That art style is freaking perfect for this. Like the scene where he's like he's riding a wolf and stuff, and you see this huge demon in the background and stuff like that, with the shadows and the elevated, like, colors and stuff like that going running down the field just watching them from a distance there are preludes to boss battles like uh, inside of games like shinobi 3 to where you're in this sort of like a chemical plant this is a this is a good example right here so inside of shinobi 3 there's this level i think level 3 level 4 that you're like inside of this like chemical plant right and they're doing all sorts of mutations for these like uh like these people or something to like all these like biochemical kind of beings and then, right before you face off against the boss, you see this giant mass or something like with two big eyes or something like that that stares across from you from the background and stuff. And then once you get towards the actual boss stage itself, you are literally like facing a mass of like flesh and like all this other like grotesque type of stuff. And then you see these two big eyes are like looking at you, but it has like hands that are like just going through to just kind of grab at you. And you just try to avoid that while doing that type of shit. It's that attention to detail that I remember most about the Shinobi games, especially with uh, Shinobi 3, the return of the Ninja Master and stuff for Genesis. One of that system's best games. One of the best action platformers inside that, that whole system. But seeing that, like, seeing that series come back inside of a modern time, you know, that's huge. I mean, obviously a lot of these games are going to be going to be a couple of years down the line and stuff. I mean, there are definitely going to be more franchises as hinted by Sega and also from what Keeley was saying as well. So this doesn't rule out anything in terms of like, say, Skies of Arcadia or Virtual Fighter or something like that. What's funny about Virtual Fighter, even though there was no news at the Game Awards, they're bringing back the arcades, the mm -hmm. Virtual Fighter 3 TV, like in Yakuza B or something like that in Japanese arcades. Oh, okay. <laughs> I I saw like they're bringing a lot of stuff back in the in the next Yakuza game too. Oh yeah, absolutely and stuff. But yeah, this doesn't discredit anything in terms of Skies Arcadia or Virtual Fighter. Oh my gosh. But uh, it also doesn't discredit anything for Fantasy Star like Fantasy Star as well. So all this now is possible now that we have all these different like IPs and stuff that are trying to elevate with making like 
new games in them so that way once they do have their super game which apparently is going to be its own set game apparently for like away from these five you know when the other franchises and stuff whatever the super game becomes whether or not it's like a big old collaborative effort like i say like a smash brothers versus s type of game or some live service type of game or whatever the hell i mean this is a good step forward for them to try to advertise for that you know with tie-ins and stuff but I will say, out of all the games that they could use, Crazy Taxi kind of makes the most sense if they were going to go for the live service route. Because Crazy Taxi at its core, it's an arcade game. You're basically driving from point A to point B, listening to blaring-ass music and stuff like that with some of your favorite cab drivers. Having played through Crazy Taxi, the original one, for the first time this year, you know, it's hype as fuck. You have, like, uh... You have the Offspring blaring and like Bad Religion blaring and stuff like that. That soundtrack is iconic in and of itself. I can't really play a Crazy Taxi game without those type of artists and stuff. So if you really want to make good of your fans, if you're making that type of game, have those type of licensed music from those original games if you can. Out like freaking the Offspring and Bad Religion. Get that. That's gonna please longtime fans, especially hardcore fans of Crazy Taxi. But, uh, yeah, man, this was fantastic. That Sega announcement and also the next couple of ones after that is when I was like, oh, my God, I cannot process what's going on right now. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I'm excited to see what, uh, what, they, what they go with it. But uh, I feel like um, maybe no one's changed the game industry more in the last six, seven years than maybe Capcom uh, with the way they've like, hey, what if we just like make really great versions of our prestige um franchises may put out good games and remake them and do like and treat them with respect and make them really good as well and uh we've seen you know that pay off 10 times over for uh, capcom so now we just need now if sega can actually do that unlike they can do it with sonic then we'll, we'll, we'll go we'll see but uh i will say this now with that announcement i feel like sega's back <laughs> let's let them put a game out first gables like I mean, before, like, I mean, look at Konami. We're like, oh, maybe Konami's back. And then we just got the Metal Gear Solid collection. Okay. So let's. No, Sega's back. No, Gables. <laughs> oh, no, no. You just, they just shit out Sonic Superstars. And you're going to say they're back. Not even a month ago, they put out a shit fucking Sonic game. And you're going to tell me they're back. <laughs> we'll see you a couple of years now, won't we? <laughs> hey, I, you know, if I'm wrong, I'll be glad to say I'm, I'm not even saying I'm wrong I, or disagreeing with you. I'm just saying. Let's hold the horses here. Like, I'll be glad to be wrong. I don't want to. I, I would love it if that Streets of Rage game come, comes out and it's fucking awesome. That'd be great because I love Streets of Rage. I'd rather just have making their Streets of Rage 5 instead of that. Oh, but By uh, the way, that Shinobi game, the one that uh, you and I have interest in. I'll never play it. I just, I'll look at it. From what I understand, and... it's made by the same people that uh, were responsible for creating in Streets of Rage 4. All right, yeah, I'm gonna buy that day one. So <laughs> maybe say, you know what, Gables? I, I, I was thinking about this. For, I've been thinking about this for a while now, and I haven't heard anybody say it. But I'm thinking maybe Sega's back. Uh, but uh, <laughs> moving on here. Now, if only they could figure out how to make a good Sonic game for the first time ever. Uh, moving on here, Gables. Dragon Ball Sparking Zero. All right, next up here, Gables. We're gonna talk about. Uh, I have zero to say about this, Gables. I know, man. I know you. It did look fantastic, dude. I don't have experience playing the Tenkaichi games and stuff, but when it came to this game, <clears> though, <throat> it's a Dragon Ball fighting game. It looks fantastic. 
Just want to see more of it when it came down the line and stuff. But barring that, though, I need to see more of it. Yeah. I really do need to see more of it. You mean like actually some of it instead of a that that cutscene that I think I've seen in yeah. every single CGI cutscene for a video game for uh, Dragon Ball. I think I've seen that cutscene more than anything else. Uh, oh yeah, iconic scene. Yeah, Goku and Vegeta. Yeah, if that's I understand. Yeah, I get that. It's a it's a iconic scene. But uh, um, hey, you know the only thing I care about Dragon Ball is when they make fighting fighting game fighters and uh, Dragon Ball fighters itself, or put them in Fortnite. Put put put. Oh the- yeah, I mean the most. I mean, the most with Dragon Ball Fighters right now, it's the whole testing of the rollback netcode upon, yeah. like, uh, Steam and stuff, which apparently is doing fairly good. That's good. I'm glad Fortnite finally made Dragon Ball relevant, so that's good. Uh, <laughs> next up here, sorry. Uh, I'm sorry, it was Fighters that did that. Uh, Dead by Daylight. Uh, they So we've known about this. They announced earlier this year that Supermassive Games is making uh, a single-player game uh, in the style of a Supermassive game, which Gables. I've never played a second of De- Dead by Daylight. I think I've seen three minutes of combined gameplay of dead by daylight um it's just not a thing for me uh but god damn it gables day one fucking buy for me especially with the song uh in there i can't remember the, who sings it but uh like the perfect song because i guess sings you know daylight and shit like that, so it makes sense but um like there's very little gameplay in there uh but it's super massive i am a super massive fanboy uh super massive fanboy super massive fanboy for <laughs> super massive uh so um yeah the casting of frank stone some people are p- predicting that maybe this is a frankenstein thing here frankenstone frank stone frankenstein that's been some uh rumblings about that i don't know if frank okay. stone is relevant to the dead by daylight daylight franchise gables you would know better than i uh, well that's but... the thing man i mean i think this is something entirely new something okay. like different than that because dead by daylight now is so much bigger than what it was when it launched and stuff that yeah. there are literally different type of mythos, different types of like licenses, like from other games, like Silent Hill and Resident Evil and like horror, like they just put Chucky in there. I think and so they just put Chucky in the there cage. and all the other shit. But, uh, the characters, the original characters and they'll do have their various backstories as well. And I think this is going to tie into some bit of like the universe of dead by daylight. Yeah. So, I'm thinking it could be like some sort of origin for the initial story of like Dead by Daylight. It's like why these characters are being all like bring brought into like the whole thing, like the whole darkness thing, and why is there mm-hmm. left like a four v one esque type of thing? Yeah, between four kids and one killer. Yeah, yeah. I'll never play this. I'll never play the the main game. But um, if this is just a super massive game, um. And it just so happens to be attached to Dead by Daylight. Yeah, I'm buying this game day one because, uh, like I said, I buy and play everything they make. So um, next up here, uh, Square Enix announced a new Mana game. So this, I believe, there was either rumors or leaked or something. I've I don't know much about the Mana game. I know obviously like the Super Nintendo one stuff like that. But uh, Visions of Mana, uh, I know a lot of people are pretty excited for this. This is coming out next year. Uh, but I know people are pretty excited because they've, from what I understand, is they've kind of like this is like the low tier like square enix like rpg games they don't really put a lot of effort into these and they have never never been like they've been good to like find good but never great and a lot of people are excited because it seems like they're actually putting a big budget into this oh, so yeah. uh, i i see i've seen a lot of people super excited for this game what about you gables i was definitely excited about this i mean it's with the same cast it's the whole character stuff like that and the whole game itself is Literally based upon, like, a sequel to, based upon, like, the original Secret of Mana in some aspects, you know. So it's, like, there's familiar characters, there's familiar type of gameplay and stuff. 
big budget thing it looks like for Square, Square Enix for what they do generally with these type of games. I mean, they have went through and did like the remasters of like the different, like uh, I think it was like, I think it was like Secret of Mana and then the sequel to it, like Trials of Mana and stuff. But uh, this one looks, this one looks pretty decent in terms of the looks of it. Plus, the gameplay of it obviously is more classical style and in, in nature and stuff. But I'm really interested in seeing how well this does because I want this game to do good. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, it looks like they're putting good effort into it. So let's uh, hopefully it works out. But um, next up here, Rise of the Ronin. Uh, got a release date for this one, March 22nd, 2024. Unfortunately, the same day as Dragon's Dogma 2. So, be a not so fun battle there. But uh, this is from Koi Tecmo. This is like very much seems like a um, samurai game, like, but it's like kind of like the last samurai era. So it's like late 1800s, really 1900s, probably. Um, I can't remember. They probably said the timeline, but I think I believe that's probably around when it was when this when this is. But looks absolutely stunning. Uh, definitely. It's, like, it's almost like they made like Assassin's Creed style game. This is a game that's definitely on my radar. Um my sh- shit, my shit radar. No, that doesn't work either. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna figure it out. Uh, yeah. I promise. But um, yeah, this is definitely on my radar. Is def- it's, it's, I definitely want to like this will be what I want to see what people say about this in the review process of like this looks like Ghost of Shima, but like I mean Koi Tecmo mix. They are they always put out they never put out like they really really put out like bad games, but they're always like they're never really above like an eight, like an eight out of ten. Like they're usually like a seven type of thing. Uh, I don't know like if I want to. Gaiden. What? <laughs> Unless it's like Ninja Gaiden. Yeah, um, but like, I don't know if I want to play like a seven out of ten map game. Uh, so there's like nine out of ten map games I play, and I'm like, I don't want to play this game. So, um, but like, definitely, it's so it's different than what we've mostly seen uh, from from these type of games, and it's like, yeah, I, I just want to see more because like this comes out and it's just like a seven out of ten map game. I'm like, oh, man, but if like this game comes out and like. People are raving about this fucking thing. Like this will be a day one buy for me. But uh, yeah, this is I believe it's also a PlayStation Five exclusive as well. So, um, oh okay, first party effort. Or yeah, time exclusive. Yeah, I, I it's probably timed. Um, but oh, okay, what about you? It's definitely a game I would like to give a try. I love my action games first and foremost and stuff. But this kind of feels like the same type of feel I kind of had with. Uh, Okay, where the game that just released this past year, Wulong and stuff, it's not in the same stylings, mind you, though, but it's, mm. like, kind of the similar concept to where this year we had Wulong and, like, Liza P and all those other, like, action-based games. It's somewhat Souls-like stuff, and then with this one releasing in the same type of time period, not like not some time period, but the same kind of near the same, like, release date is with Wulong and stuff, mm. this is going to be one of those games that's going to be tiding you over until, like, around, I don't know, Maybe close to like the summer months and stuff when the one of the biggest like Souls like games is going to be releasing in the summer. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, Wukong. That's in August. So. Yeah. But I feel like well, I mean, these are totally two different. Looks like two different genres. Yeah. Ones like they that. are definitely two different genres. Yeah. Just, yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, they're I, yeah. I guess they're you know both from uh, Asia descent. So. Uh, but yeah, well, um, like I said, I, this is definitely a game that's big on my radar list. But uh, I just want I, I just want to see what the overall uh, impressions are when it comes out. Uh, right. Next up here, uh, Kojima Productions revealed OD. So people don't remember. It's kind of weird. So this was like a big news story last year when like the gameplay of this like leaked last year. And like we we, yeah. we showed it on this podcast last year. And if you just, just Google Kojima Overdose on YouTube, you'll find it. It's like 
you might scroll down like five or six videos, but you'll find it and see the weird laptop. Someone recording something off their laptop. You can see the reflection of a dude shirtless watching this video. Um, <laughs> very weird. But uh, anyway, so there's gameplay out there. It's like a minute or two long, uh, but it just feels like everybody's forgot that happened. I don't know. I feel like I was thinking crazy. But I was like, Pretty we much. know it. Like, I can't wait to see this game. It's like, well, there's gameplay out there. We, anyways, uh, so OD, we got to see some uh, some of the actors that are involved in this one, like Hunter Schaefer. She's the one that everybody like wants to play Zelda. So uh, she's a part of this. Also from she's from like, Euphoria, and she's in the new uh, Hunger Game movies, uh, or the one that just came out. But um, show a little bit of that it was like three actors, like like but you could see some like gameplay in their in their eyes. Um, so, but it's still hard to tell. Uh, but it was like them screaming. It's like there oh, to like, yeah. it's like, it's this is the cloud-based Xbox game. I did predict this last week on the podcast. I did say that I didn't, I thought I thought cause you would be there, but I didn't think it would be for death Stranding two. I didn't, there was rumors that he was, this was not the Xbox game. So I thought this was like a third thing he was making. This is actually the Xbox game. He did mention the cloud stuff that Jeff Grubb, they mentioned like two years ago that he was making a cloud game for Xbox. So this is the cloud game. No idea how that's going to work. We have no idea, you know, like, really a lot of stuff but he said this is not a, this is not a view game but it's not a movie either which is i swear to god i've heard because you've been saying that since like metal Gear Solid 2 but uh yeah. <laughs> anyways uh man this is like a nine minute long segment gables and i love kojima i'm a fanboy i play i i've if you've been listening for this this podcast for a long time now i forced myself to play through death stranding for like 45 hours to finally beat it over like four years uh, or three years rather, uh, because I just love him so much. Uh, but I've talked about, I feel like Kojima not being part of K- Konami is like, he's gone full Kojima and he is up his own ass more than ever before. Uh, but <laughs> I'm still, I'm still gonna be there day one to play this game. I, I promise you I'll buy, I'm going to buy death Stranding two day one to as well. Uh, I, like I said, I have morals, but I will break on them easily. Uh, so, <laughs> um, I don't know. It was just, it went on, there was like, they had like a whole, but it was cool to see him. Like they had like the PT door. He came out the whole like opening part was awesome. Then Jordan Peele, like they played, uh, uh, I got five on it. That was fucking awesome. Jordan Peele coming out. That's, that's really cool. But it's like how much, how much of a part of this is he actually really, uh, but and he said there's other people he's working with as well, which no surprise there. Kojima loves, uh, scanning, uh, celebrities into a soul sucking device. Um, and I say that with utmost respect because I'd love to be a part of that soul sucking device as well. Um, but uh, anyways, um, I just thought it went on for a long time. They just talked for like six minutes yeah, and like said, I didn't, I feel like I learned nothing from it. I've watched it three times at this point. Like they just talked about proof of proof of concept stuff, you know? I mean, yeah, he just said it's like just basic stuff that they're trying to do. Yeah. So. Like I'm pumped for this, but it's like, I got nothing out of this. Honestly, I got more out of the leak gameplay that we from a year ago than I did out of this. Yeah, I don't know. What I learned basically from this is like he's working with Jordan Peele in regards to like with this game, but on top of that, the motion capture, you know, the motion oh, capture yeah. things and all this stuff that looks phenomenal. That's I a soul sucking device for you. Absolutely, though. Yeah, but uh, it's Kojima. He's gonna do things that just hit different in regards to any type of games that he does create. I mean, hell, it doesn't matter whether it's Metal Gear, whether it's Death Stranding, or even with its with OD here. It's like he'll try something new, he'll try something different, and see what works, you know, or see what he can go for and push and stuff. And I will say, I do agree with uh, what Jordan Peele said. It's like with Kojima and stuff, it's unlike any other like type of like uh, director or any other type yeah. of person that you know. He's one of one. Any type of 
you know, content and stuff, where his stuff just hits differently than anyone else's. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Other than that, though, I mean, I can't wait for another, like, five or six years until this game comes out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I can't wait to see it four more times and then still not know what the fuck the thing is. Um, <laughs> and I say that, but I also, like, I will be there to watch all these things and uh, be excited for them. Uh, so, um, next up here, Jurassic Park Survival. Um, like, a, we had, like, a CGI trailer here, and I'm like, okay. So, like, so there was rumors that this Jeff Grubb talked about. I talked about on the podcast last week that there was... Um, some excitement over potentially what this could be. Um, and I will say Gables like this didn't do too much for me. There was like the 10 seconds of gameplay we got afterwards and it looked a lot like almost like uh, alien isolation. that came uh -huh. out like nine years ago. I'm like, okay, this is like a Jurassic park look just from like a little bit. We got, it's like, this looks like, you know, first person survive. Like you're just trying to survive, you know, um, through like through this. And apparently it's like um, the person that you play as she was like, this is the day after the events of the original movie and she was yes. left behind in the park. So like she's going through oh, a lot boy. of the areas you've been through before. Um, and that makes sense from what we've seen here. Uh, they like tease the, like the, the freezer there where like one of the Raptors is locked in there and stuff like that. Uh, but I am definitely, it's definitely like a game that I'm looking, I'm looking forward to. I want to see more from it for sure. It is definitely like, um, you know, dress park. I love that. You know, I'm, you know, we're, we're, we were of that age when that movie, that movie came out and it definitely, yep left an impact on us. Uh, so I'm excited to like actually be really excited for like a Jurassic Park thing again for like, uh, you know, I enjoyed the first Jurassic world, but like you think about there's six movies and like only like one's phenomenal. Another one you can say is good and the rest are trash. Uh, so I'm excited for potentially a, this could be a really cool idea. Saber interactive is making it and they're a pretty good studio. They put a lot of stuff out and, uh, the stuff is it's a studio that's mostly puts out a lot of seven and eights, uh, mo you know, usually like yeah. seven point five type of games. But I feel like if that comes out and this is what that is, like I honestly like uh, would be okay with that. So what about you, Gables? It kind of reminded me of Outlast with dinosaurs, personally. Yeah, yeah, it's a survival game. Yeah, pretty it's, quintessentially, it's a survival. Yeah, like Alien Isolation like game yeah. and stuff. And I think that works well with Jurassic Park because you don't know exactly what's around every corner and stuff inside of that initial setting. I think the setting for the game is a perfect thing to where it takes place after the movie and stuff. A lot of those set pieces have already happened. They've already escaped from that island and stuff. And now, here you are. You're by yourself, and you have to somehow escape while being chased by a bunch of bloodthirsty dinosaurs. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds... That's the perfect concept for a Jurassic Park game. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, honestly, I feel like there's a lot, a lot of IPs out there that um, could probably do something like that. I'm surprised we haven't seen it. Like, I'm surprised like Alien Isolation came out, and it was... Yeah so great a lot of people like i never played it but like i feel like i kind of missed that window on that but um everybody like i remember like jake being when we when he was on the show like when i yeah. came out like he raved about that fucking game um yeah, and yeah. I, I just didn't believe him and i was like i don't believe you and, and then i was like did yeah people still talk about that game to this, this day and it's like i'm so surprised that not more big horror like horror and like these kind of franchises didn't go into that <laughs> genre um but uh, maybe we'll, maybe this will kind of springboard uh, springboard some more of those. But uh, uh, anyways, next up here, Black Myth Wukong. Uh, this game has been like I mean, we've seen this game a million times by now. It's uh, it's been delayed multiple times, but finally got a release date August twentieth, twenty twenty four. Uh, this game looks absolutely amazing. This is a story based off the Chinese novel uh, Journey to uh, Journey to the West. Yep. Um, will it be better than Enslaved, based off the same novel? Who knows. 
Uh, but also another Ninja Theory game. But I think this game looks stunning. Looks very much like a Souls-like. Will I play this game? I don't know. It depends on like, because I'm not a Souls-like. I just don't like the Souls-like. I like playing games like that. I just, I mean, I don't like running into a wall over and over again. Uh, but man, like this game looks fucking gorgeous. Uh, I just hope this game is as half as good as it looks. <laughs> like that's it. Like Absolutely. if this game is actually play as well as it looks, I mean, we're talking about a real like game of the year contender here. This definitely has the, this definitely has the potential to be an absolute game of the year contender, if not maybe contender of like, you know, maybe just straight up game of the year. If for how good this game will probably hit hard, mm. it's around that same time frame where, like Elden Ring, like launched too, like in that sort of late summer. Sort no, that of like was window, that right? was like February. Okay, that was like February. Okay, yeah. my mistake. But what I'm saying is though, for Black Myth Wukong, this game looks utterly fantastic. It the action, everything else looks fluid. There's a lot of different elements tied in. This game's been in development now for quite a few years now. They had to delay it earlier on this year to next year. Yeah. <laughs> but at the same point, you know, it's like I'm already convinced I want to play this game and now I'm just waiting now for the summer and for late summer in order for me to try to play it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um it's just a matter of will that that will they actually hit that date. So you don't have to wait and see there. Um next up here is Suicide Squad. Got a trailer. Looks like the same trailer I've been seeing for years now. Um that game just has dead on arrival written all over it. Yeah, it's uh, definitely meh for me. Yeah. Um, next up here with actually, maybe go ahead. I was just saying I was actually quite insulted that they decided to air that trailer right after Black with Wukong. I'm like, really? What a buzzkill right after. I mean, saw. honestly, it's probably instead of trying to put something else big behind it to overshadow it, maybe it's just good to put Suicide Squad right behind it to bring us back, bring our bring us down, and then bring us back up again. Uh, yeah, it's a roller coaster, you know. Um, Next up here, with maybe the most emotionally impacting part of the show, uh, we had the uh, the voice actor of uh, Assassin's Creed Origins, uh, Bayek, yes, uh, show up to uh, I can't I don't remember the uh, the guy's name, but he like how he like he broke off and decided to make his own studio and make his like start actually making his own games. He's done uh, voice acting for yeah. a couple of their games as well, but Bayek's the one he's probably most famous for. Came on the stu- on the stage, uh, talked a lot about he like his father passed away uh, some years back. And like it kind of like inspired him to like change his career and like create his own studio and to like work and uh, I believe it's Surgeon Studios is making this, uh, but he's also this is also in collaboration with EA Originals, uh, but like with breaking down very emotional. My allergies suddenly hit me very hard during this part, Gables. I'm not gonna lie to you, um, and uh, a lot of tears, a lot of tears there. My allergies got really bad in the middle of December. It's very weird, uh, but um, anyways. Guys, see some gameplay. And Gables, I was so nervous when he was on here. I'm like, I hope this game is good. Hope, like, please don't yes. come out and just be like, oh god. And this trailer came out, Gables, and it fucking hit. This game is a 2D like side scroller game. It looks like an action game. This game looks fucking awesome as hell. Uh, coming out uh, uh, April 23rd, I believe. Uh, but man, this game looks fan- phenomenal. Um, I already bought it. I already pre-ordered it. It's 20 bucks. It's, if you have on, if you have uh, Xbox Dude. Game Pass. You can get it for 18 uh, day one by. This is definitely a game I want to try out. Yeah. I mean, it definitely looks like a fun game. I mean, hell, I mean, even with all the stories and stuff with, like, him and his dad and stuff, I mean, I was like, hardly expecting this game maybe not to be, like, 
as decent as it was. So that was a big surprise for me. I mean, this makes it more likely for me to want to try to play his game and just maybe yeah. support him for a little bit, you know? I mean, that's... yeah. Seems pretty good to me. Yeah, that game. Oh man, I was like, just like ultimate, like holy. I was like thinking, like wait for like a somber, like indie game. I'm like, holy shit, no, this is like a fucking fast paced action game. Like this looks great. <laughs> so uh, it's definitely a big 180 on that one. Uh, next up here, Gables. Uh, oh man, game of the year 2024 already decided. Um, we have Don't Nods, Lost Records, Bloom and Rage coming out late 2024. I hope to God it comes out late 2024. Uh, <laughs> this is Don't Nod. People don't remember. Uh, I am a gigantic don't not fan i pretty much i pretty much play all their games i don't love all their games but i play all their games uh but this is uh they are the creators of life is strange uh one of my favorite uh franchises and video games and um this is like they you know deck nine has since taken over the life is strange uh ip and they they're doing an awesome job as well but uh they don't know has moved on like they're doing a lot of different stuff they have another game they showed off uh uh, Banister, I believe, is the, which they was shown here as well. The game looks like it could be pretty good, but they usually come on. They put them putting out a lot of different, like smaller double A games, and um, they've done pretty well for themselves. But this is like it re- looks like a return to form of the Life is Strange. Like this is actually being made by the Life is Strange team from the original uh, first two games, and it sounds like they're kind of like basically trying to recreate the Life is Strange thing, where like Life is Strange games are all take place in the same universe. And this is apparently, from what I understand, so Lost Records is like the new like Life is Strange, where like that's like the name of like the world basically. As far as like Lost Records is like everything's gonna be take place in this universe, but Bloom and Rage is like the is this story, and is very gives me very much like it vibes where it's like starts off with like four like teenage girls and like a rock band like a punk rock band together, and something happens we don't know what it is, but then like it like like it shows them as adults. It's like something happened twenty. It's been twenty seven years why is it back now and it's like oh i'm in like okay like it is one of my favorite uh, fucking movies both of them the uh the original one from the 90s and this and the ones from just a few years ago and this definitely um has it vibes for to me and like if you can you tell me we're gonna have uh like the life of strange people making something like this this sounds fucking amazing i am in day one goddamn buy for me as well gables Oh, he's gone. Gables is gone. He can't hear me anymore. Gables walked away. People don't know. Uh, so it's just me now. But yeah, I am super fucking pumped for this goddamn game. This game, uh, I hope they said, like I said, late 2024. Uh, I'm going to assume 2025, but God damn it. I hope to God it comes out because this is a uh, man. I, I want something like this. You know, it's been a little bit since we've got Life is Strange. True Colors came out uh, September 2021. So it's been a little over two years now. Uh, and I'm I'm jonesing now for my fix. Of my let my next uh, life is strange style game and uh, just give me the fix. Daddy needs his, daddy needs his fix, you know. And I hope to, I hope to God this this is it. Um, next up here we have Berserker, uh, Kazin announce. Um, oh yeah, this is like the this is oh, the next on game over the top. Uh, this is like very much. Uh, I'm trying to remember. Oh, Berserker was the. Uh, it looked like a souls like i remember but it like almost like i had very like, almost like uh like it was like very dark style but like all like that was very like almost like graphic novel style as well i don't know. didn't do much for me gables but what about you yeah the berserker game eh, it was okay i mean i didn't really think too much of it really i mean it just didn't really hit well for me unfortunately yeah, yeah. um 
Next up, though, Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. We got the theme song for this one. Uh, surprisingly, got a, got a trailer with it as well on top of it in the background. I was just like, I don't need to see any of this. Uh, but it's pretty crazy. Like they like like we have this whole orchestra like singing and like playing. And I was like 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 quietly behind them on this big ass screen, Sid is revealed. Yeah. <laughs> like like we've seen Sid for the first time. Like we they like tease um, the end of disc one uh moment in this and they cut away but you can see the uh wind of fates people behind them uh and i'm like what the fuck uh what's happening here i, I oh man gables <sighs> yes. I, I need this game now how many more <laughs> thumbs up my ass do i need to take for this game to come out faster <laughs> i'll take all of them apparently not enough I'll, i will take every <laughs> thumb i have to for this game to come out faster um, oh, I'll take your thumb. Gosh. Whatever I gotta do, Gables. Yeah, that's not gonna happen. Well, you anyway. know, Gables. Then we're not gonna get Final Fantasy <laughs> Seven Rebirth. Someone's gotta take one for the team, and I'm taking it. <laughs> but uh, oh man, that musical performance was was freaking awesome, in my honest opinion. The trailer in and of itself was fine. Everything else inside that trailer looked fantastic. Obviously, the teasing of the characters and stuff, and the situations you know, like with uh, Cloud and Air. And and stuff the revealing of sid and like all the bunch of different like set pieces and stuff kind of like that love story sort of like a vibe or something with mm-hmm. all that different stuff you know i thought it was perfect in terms of how they presented that and it just made me a little bit more excited when the remake no, the rebirth with rebirth comes out towards the end of february mm-hmm. february 29th i'll take one thumb for every hour it comes out faster <laughs> uh how many thumbs is that to come out tomorrow I'll figure it out later. Um, yeah, anyways, next up here, Final Phase 7 Rebirth. They're doing a crossover with Apex Legends. Uh, some of the characters will be in the game. They have like the shows like the Buster Sword and stuff like that. So that is happening January 9th. Uh, next up here, Skull and Bones. We talked about this. This this did leak. Uh, February 16th, the game is coming out. There's a beta um, on December 15th. Um, okay. I got nothing else to add, Gables. <laughs> it's just well, all right we'll wait to see if it comes out well we'll see yeah. we'll see at this point i mean i was actually pretty much laughing when it's like oh okay oh it's actually gonna come out this time now, yeah. huh yeah i, I hope <laughs> just I, I just want the long national nightmare of this game uh just to finally be over so let's just get it over with let's rip the band-aid off put it out um next up here arcane lion uh leon rather uh, revealed Blade. Uh, they're making a Blade game. This is the team that made... This is the main team, not the Redfall team. This is the Deathloop Dishonored team that's making this uh, this game. They announced this because this is the uh, 50th anniversary of Blade, so that's why this was announced here. Uh, but apparently this game is still a ways away, but uh, yeah, I... I, 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 I honestly, I, I didn't never thought of this before. Probably would not have thought of this in a million years, but a Blade, Arcane Leon, uh mashup is actually perfect absolutely uh, yeah this has me a fucking excited to do i mean just the concept of arcane you know they having their their best team go forward and stuff to creating a blade game with as rich of a series as that is man xbox has finally had their exclusive marvel game <laughs> yeah 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 so um hope this game is as good as it can, uh, we, we think it can be because that would be an all-timer right there oh yeah uh, yeah, I'm going to start skipping through some of these because some of these are the smaller stuff here. 
The GTFO team announced their next game, Den of Wolves. It's a sci-fi heist game. So that is happening. Um, Keebles, you got anything to say on some of these? Just stop me. Um, Exo Born, Master of the Apocalypse. This is a from the team that made behind the uh, Vampire the Masquerade Blood Hunt. It is an open world uh, extraction shooter. Um, Hello Games did announce their next game, Light No Fire. Uh, apparently this game is like, it's a first person, first the first real open world something without boundaries is what he said. It's like it's like he said it's, it's the game of the size of the earth and everybody's on it. Uh, like you're riding dragons, it's a survival game. Um, Sean Murray up there and I'm just like I, I feel like the entire team is probably like in the crowd like stop saying shit, dude. Remember last time? Uh, but um, I don't. Know. I mean, they said they've been working on this game for about five years now, um, and they even made a joke of on Twitter about uh the team did about you know Sean Murray being up on the stage and stuff like that. But hey, I like. This they turned the No Man's Sky turned around. That game is so much better than I think anybody ever thought it could be before launch. Uh, you know, and it's unfortunately that it will forever be remembered for the launch. Um, but I mean, that game definitely turned around the year since then, and it's been seven years, and the game is still extremely popular. So I hope this game comes out and it has it's actually everything they say it's going to be. And right. people, and I feel like like they can't do it again. But honestly, though, they could do it again because no one would think they do it again. But I don't think they'll oh, do, they it do it again. But I, there's no way. <laughs> but what, what, what do you think, Gables? The concepts seem nice, but it's a Sean Murray. He, heck, after No Man's Sky launched the state of the dead, I mean, eventually it did come around and become like a lot, hell of a lot better than what it was at launch. At the same point, when I look at the new game that he has instead, like in stock here for what he's going to that he has been working on and stuff. There's just a lot of questions left to, to be answered and stuff, like whether this is going to be what he claims it to be, which is fully explorable sort of world or something where it'll just take you so long to go from one place to another or just little details of this and that, you know? I mean, that's that in and of itself, I feel, is even more ambitious than going and doing, like, all sorts of various exploring the universe and all this other stuff. But, uh... Well, well, we'll see what happens. Yeah. When that game initially does like uh, release. Yeah. Definitely uh, not a game I'll play, but I'm rooting for. So, uh, it took a team of like 12 people. So, uh, next up here, Gables, with the greatest news of all time, Final Fantasy 16 DLC, baby, Echoes of the Fallen, out today, out shadow drop, Gables. We got a fucking shadow drop, and shockingly, and then the, the rising tide. <laughs> is on its way. I think they said spring 2024 for that one. You can actually buy um, Echoes of the Fallen for $10 now, um, or you can buy the whole thing for both both parts for 25 bucks. I think the second one's going to be 20 So if you want to save 5 bucks, you can just buy the whole thing together. You also get the, they also have the Buster uh, Buster Sword in there and uh, a couple of other, uh, other um, like costumes you can change. They, they did do, a, they did an update a couple months ago, I guess, where you can do like transmog, all, all okay. everything. So that was pretty awesome. So, uh, I spoiler, I bought this thing literally as soon as it came up, I bought it. Uh, I played a little bit. I played about the first hour so far of echoes of the fallen fucking rules. Um, but, uh, yeah. Um, it was cool to be walk around with the, with the buster sword. So that's pretty fucking sweet. Um, but that did, that, that did happen. And, uh, yes, I get one of the best games of the goddamn year. And I get to be with my boy Clive and his brother Joshua. I'll tell you what, man, that's awesome. 
it's awesome. I, I actually think it's pretty hilarious that not one, but two games that were contenders for, like, say, Game of the Year and stuff had DLC that was just announced right in the middle of the Game Awards. Yeah, yeah. So uh, the, the the one last thing uh, that was, was, was announced was Monster Hunter Wilds, uh, which we've all, we pretty much, like, this has been, like, an open secret pretty much all year that this was going to be revealed there. Everybody, we were all called a Monster Hunter World, Monster Hunter World 2, uh, but it's actually called Wilds, and it kind of makes sense because it looks very much like they all played Breath of the Wild. Like, what if we make a Monster Hunter game, but like Breath of the Wild? And definitely looks like what that's what's going to be. You have like a bird, you can like actually fly a little bit and like a lot more base. It's a lot more uh, vertical than the, the original, the other games looks like. Um, this is also coming though in 2025, kind of surprisingly. So, but I'm not, not a Monster Hunter person. What? <laughs> I think it was not too surprisingly. I mean, the amount of detail they're trying to go into just creating this type of world and stuff like that for yeah. Monster Hunter Wilds and stuff. The initial reveal trailer and stuff, you know, it looks like it looks like they're trying to look more of like a like almost like a desert-like theme and stuff to that initial reveal and stuff. So it's like you have all these different monsters and just this whole scene and stuff to where you're exploring around and stuff and just chased by this big-ass like monster, like, like all these, actually not just like a big-ass monster, but like a big like hordes of like monsters behind you and stuff you have to travel try to evade them while you're trying to do this and that you know the concepts of what they're trying to aim for this seem really interesting and really like uh, ambitious with it yeah but yeah i mean this is what a lot of long time monster hunter fans have been waiting for i mean monster hunter world people have been the fans have been going back for that playing a lot of the different content stuff just waiting upon the next big entry in the series after they went through and finished like they Monster Hunter Rise yeah. and stuff. And Sunborn was that the other the, the Sunborn DLC? the expansion for that back. Yeah, and of course a lot of them after completing that they just want to go back to Monster Hunter World because they want to play a little bit more of that. So this is definitely going to be a huge game when it does launch in 2025. Yeah, obviously we'll see some more gameplay and some more features that are different or have changed for the better in terms of that maybe before then. But yeah, we'll definitely get some more information about this game soon. Yeah. Um, and then last up uh, here that uh, Baldur's Gate 3 was uh, released right after the Game Awards on Xbox as well. Uh, apparently, um, the CEO of the company put out that uh, he had, he's like, I had one job, and that was to, if we won, to announce that uh, Baldur's Gate 3 was on Xbox now. Uh, but he said because they were rushed off the stage that he didn't have time to actually make that announcement. So Wow. Yeah. So... Yep, that's what happened there. Uh, but Gables, let's get into uh, quickly here. Go through the some of the winners we got here. So, um, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll just start from the bottom. We'll work our way up here. Uh, players' voice. So this is like uh, fans get one hundred percent of the votes of who wins. Uh, the 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 f- uh, final the final five here starts with uh, I think thirty and works its way down to five, and then the, we have the winner. So the the fin- the final five were. Baldur's Gate 3, Cyberpunk 2077, Phantom Liberty, Genshin Impact, uh, Marvel's Spider-Man 2, and Tears of the Kingdom. No surprise, Baldur's Gate 3 won. <clears throat> Best Adaption, Last of Us. I don't think there's any real surprise there, Gables. I think we all kind of knew that was coming. Um, most anticipated, another no surprise here. I feel like that's we can say a lot here about some of these games here. Yep. Final Fantasy 7 Rebirth uh, won that one. Um, saw eSports stuff here we can skip through. Um, you did call this one content creator of the year though. Iron Mouse, uh, won that one. Yeah. So. There's no contest. Yeah. Uh, best multiplayer game, uh, Baldur's Gate three won that one. Um, so it makes sense. Uh, 
Best Sim strategy game. Gable's Pikmin 4 won that one. So pretty cool there. So I think we both yeah. had figured that one. So I feel like we did probably really good at our, our guesses for uh, for uh, the award show this year. I think we did for the most part. Yeah. I feel like this year was like, it was really tough. Like, cause there's so many great games, but ultimately game, like, I feel like the, like if the other was like betting favorites on every single category, I feel like the favorite one, most of them. Yeah. So a lot of the predictions, a lot of the reward stuff are probably highly predictable. Yeah. Which isn't a bad thing. Like, but like, cause I feel like it was deserving. Uh, you know, I see a lot of people like there's always gonna be backlash. Cause like it's, it's usually people just mad that a game they liked didn't win or, um, yeah. cause like someone pointed out like Spider-Man two didn't win an award, but it's like, there's been three Spider-Man games come out in the last five years. None of them won award. Every there, every year there was always a big game that just unfortunately is like just goes against in every single category. The bigger game, and it's just it, I think Mario Odyssey only won like one award in 2017. Uh, Horizon Zero Dawn didn't win at all in 2017. Like I said, all three Spider-Man games did not win the year it came out. Um, every year there's always at least one game that just you know gets left out unfortunately it just keeps me in <laughs> spider-man uh but uh i mean i love that game it's gonna be it's definitely in my my short list for game of the year but uh i can't argue the games that, that it lost to uh best sports racing game uh forza motorsports um no real surprise there best family game gables the nintendo award went to a nintendo game super mario brothers wonder yep so that was the uh was, i think the the two i think that's the only two that uh um nintendo won this year um best fighting game gables it's pretty cool for you here but i don't think anybody wasn't really surprised it was street fighter 6 so yep no yeah. real surprise there yeah very deserving uh really the only real competition that was mortal kombat 1 but uh best rpg uh balls gate 3 yeah um makes i mean can't argue that one best action adventure game zelda tears of the kingdom so pretty awesome wow. there to see them win that one um yeah one of the greatest games of all it's, it's crazy like this is like one of the greatest games of all time and when you like when you look back at the 2023 game awards, it's going to, you're going to see a one to one award. Um, interestingly enough, Resident Evil four <laughs> and Jedi survivor didn't win any awards either. So, um, so yeah, there were definitely some good games that, uh, were snubbed instead of the awards, but yeah. they were competing against a couple of different generational type of games too. So yeah. it's really not that bad. Yeah. There's a difference between being game of the game of the year contender and best game of all time. And uh, so, Sometimes you just you're like, that's where you, where you you are in the end. Uh, best action game here, no surprise again. Armor Core Six, Fires Rubicon. Uh, yep. Yeah, pretty like no no shock there. Uh, very deserving. Uh, scrolls through some of these here. Uh, best community support, Baldur's Gate Three. Uh, best of debut indie game, Gables Cocoon. My boy won. Um, yeah. Yeah, that game was uh fucking amazing. So that's awesome there. Best indie game. Gables, I think this is a game that you're rooting for here. Sea of Stars. Sea of Stars. Very happy that game won. Yeah, very cool. Uh, best ongoing game. I've seen some backlash about this one, uh, and I understand it. Cyberpunk 2077, but um, I'm fine with it on the yeah. it's the idea that it was for Phantom Liberty. Uh, I, I've seen the argument of like, well, yeah, but they, like the game is so much better now when it launched. I'm like, to me, that's not a good argument. Like, if this game, if this one in Phantom Liberty wasn't a thing, yeah, I'd call that bullshit. It's like, hey, you fixing your game three years later. It does not deserve best ongoing, but the idea there was that there is a big expansion involved. Yes. Totally fine with that one. Um, best performance, uh, Neil, uh, Neil Newbin from Baldur's Gate 3. Uh, my heart and my penis wanted Ben Starr for Final Fantasy 16, but 
nay. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's hard to argue that. Gables, I was, someone, I was, I was reading a thing about this that the yeah. Baldur's Gate three voice actors had to do sixteen games worth of voice acting for this because there's so many different uh, ways the game can play out. Oh my god, dude, so, that's just insane to me. Maybe the entire best performance should have just been all the Baldur's Gate three actors. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I could, I wouldn't be able to argue against it. Oh yeah, um, no shit. Best audio design went to the best game of all time. Hi-Fi Rush. Fuck yeah, let's go. My boy Chai uh, winning one there for him. Also, my other boy Clive winning best score of music. Final Fantasy 16. Fuck yeah. Uh, deserved it. I talked about it. Um, the the music, like, there, there was one part of the game where the music was so hyped with what was happening in the game that I was so hyped, I started crying. Not because I was sad, because it was so fucking awesome what was happening on the screen <laughs> and to my ears that I couldn't help but cry. And it was great. So yeah, best uh, definitely deserved it. Um, but yeah, Alan Wake 2, Tears of the Kingdom also. Uh, Hyper Rush as well, definitely deserved it. But uh, it's all category. Uh, Gibbles, so you haven't played um, Alan Wake 2. What was no. your reaction to the Champion of Light song? <laughs> how can, Light. The, when they yeah, did the was... whole song and dance, how confused were you? Oh, pretty confused. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be perfectly honest with you. It was so much fourth wall breaking inside of that song alone and stuff. But it was just kind of funny and also really weird to see, like, some serious characters all of a sudden they're just going through just starting dancing. and all Sam Lake on the, up on the stage. <laughs> What's funny is, like, he did that whole song and dance, and, like, 20 minutes later, they won an award and he had to go on the stage. He was still out of breath and sweating from the fucking t- 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 the song. <laughs> that was fucking hilarious. It was funny because, like, um, a few of us in our Discord chat were, like, chatting about it and there was like multiple people in there like i'd say like there's like six of us talking and like i'd say only me and cam were the only ones that actually played through the game and the four yeah. the other four were like what the fuck is this and i'm like you guys are being spoiled on one of the coolest moments in video games in 2023 you have no idea it's the coolest fucking thing uh so yeah that, uh, uh i i loved it so uh I love it when like a few people get the end joke and everyone else is like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, like what? like me and Cameron like freaking out and everybody else is like, well, "This is dumb. What is this?" Uh, but uh, <laughs> best narrative and best game direction, no surprise, went to Alan Wake Two. Yep, uh, can't argue those ones either. And the game of the year, Baldur's Gate Three. So uh, yeah, yeah, I feel like like I said, it was. Uh, I feel like we probably did. We probably nailed most of those uh, predictions. I'll have to go back yeah, and uh, I'll have to go back and uh, listen and figure out what we predicted. But uh, yeah, um, yeah, I got, I got, it was uh, a lot. It's hard. It's like none of them were surprising. Uh, but also then again, it's like I really can't. Like yeah, like I have my personal favorites, but I feel like overall, it's like I couldn't really argue against the winners. I can't really argue against a lot of the winners either. I mean, it was kind of straightforward to what I felt like that the games that would win but i really did believe that with Baldur's gate 3 i mean when that game first launched that game was being talked about for a long ass time and still is getting talked about and there's so much stuff the biggest thing that kind of set me to think this is going to win game of the year is how well it did with the joystick awards like how many awards that they received right to there yeah how many different like stylings and stuff people have been playing through this game on like Twitch and stuff. It's one of the biggest like stream games on Twitch still since it's launched. But yeah, I mean what else can I say about it? It's like it's one of those games to where it's a turn based RPG stuff. Didn't really have a chance really to even experiment and try to play with that. Cause Drowning in Games. 
drowning in a backlog of so many different games releases from this one year. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and unfortunately, that and Spider-Man 2 will be the casualties for me for this year. But uh, <clears throat> other than that, though, just the Game Awards itself was, I felt, was fairly good. Yeah. It definitely felt like to me like a eight out of ten overall in terms of scale because there was excellent announcements. I mean, sure, they should have given enough time for the people that won their awards and stuff in order to give like you know their thankful speeches. And what's really sad for the game of the year, like people the the you know for Baldur's Gate three and the development crew and everything else, the CEO of the company not literally able to speak more than like say forty five seconds. Yeah, that's bullshit. Yeah. Especially, I feel like if it, like I'm not saying give them five, ten minutes each, but like give them two, three no. minutes. And but game of the year, like give them five, give them five. This is it's yes. literally the end of the show. Uh, literally, you have a guy in there talking about uh, one of their uh, a lead person on their team dying just a few weeks ago. Like oh yeah, and like you know as you're giving the wrap up. So yeah, like I, I yeah, I, I agree with you. I give, I give like an out of ten. That aside, like it was very enjoyable show. It flew by. Um, yeah, absolutely it absolutely did. Yeah, was it great? Because like, there's been we've talked about. There's been years where it's like, it lulled. There, like I talked about at the beginning <laughs> of the show, like there was a lot of lulls at the points. There was, you know, we had the was the Schick, uh Hydro Man years ago. Um, we've had like the celebrities that were just there for the paycheck. They didn't actually yep. know anything or weren't even involved in a video game, and were just there to make lame the same lame jokes about nerds and uh, that we've been hearing like the, the laziest jokes the out there. 20, 30 years. Yeah, it's like point. so. It's like. I feel like he's gotten better about it, and like sometimes maybe there's like too much celebrity shit, but like, I feel like this year there's a lot of it. But like every single one was like, okay, they're actually here to be a part. They're a part of a game. They're part of. They're promoting something that's game related, so it makes sense why they're here. And like I get, I get why they like. Hey, we could say we had Al Pacino on the stage. We could say we had Matthew McConaughey on the stage. People, yeah, will pay attention to that. There will be people out there that will uh, give that notice. So I get like it's all a balancing act of everything. So I always have given this a little bit of you know like I've, I've been a little, maybe a little. Um, I've been always fair with it. I've always been trying to more understanding of it than uh, everything. Cause I understand like, you know, like a lot of things have to happen for this game to like for this show to exist. Uh, I feel like sometimes he like, he tries to over, he tries to correct things from the past year that people didn't like. And sometimes yeah. he overcorrects on things, but every year he, I think he's getting better at it. And yes. like he said that sometimes, but some, some years it's just like he talked about himself. He's like, I can't make the games myself. And some, I know and understand the show is only as good as the games that I have to show you. And this year he had the goods. So and there was there yes, he, he did. Not only did he have the goods, he had a lot of the goods. And he did, yeah. And uh, it was a great. I was, I was entertained throughout. So yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I'll probably get an eight out of ten as well. Um, maybe like an eight point five. I'll go eight point five. Uh, but um, yeah, it's great, uh, really great show. I had a good time with it. But Gables, I think that will wrap it up. We've gone long. Yes. Uh, but uh, we'll be back next week with a uh with another podcast for you guys i think that'll, that'll probably be like next week will probably be the last normal podcast the next few weeks because uh they got yeah. a couple couple weeks we're gonna have like we're gonna do like a year in the year in review uh the week of christmas and then after that we're gonna do two weeks of our game of the year so gables and i can get a little bit of a break over the next uh, few weeks so yeah well so yeah this week you know this is like a little bit different this week because we have the game awards and then next week we'll go back to you know uh everything normal out there but then yeah it's gonna be kind of it's gonna be interesting the next uh, month or so of the podcast but um yeah so make sure you go out there you like follow subscribe hit up follows at whatever podcast service you're on facebook twitter um youtube shares all that thumbs up five stars comments anything you can do to uh, do that we would appreciate it but i was your host i was tyler 
I've been Colonel Gable, so until next time, everyone, thank you for listening to another fun-filled episode of the Drunk Dash Nerds podcast. Hey, Gables. Yeah? Too sweet. Too sweet, man. Bye, guys. Sega is back. No, it's, no, it's not. <laughs> no, it's not. Later, guys. Bye. See ya.